Welcome to The Renee and Val Show, a podcast to inspire, motivate, and educate you towards reaching all your health and entrepreneurial goals. And now, without further ado, it's Renee and Val. Hello, hello. Hello, Maria. Hello, everybody. Thank you. Yes. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Renee and Val show. We have, I'm Val and Renee's next to me. Hello. We have a special guest today and her name is Maria Crawford. So we wanted to thank Maria for being on with us. Yes. And today Maria is going to, since we're in this um, time of crisis with this COVID-19 Uh, Maria is one of our dear friends and owns her own business called Edge Wellness here in Tucson, Arizona. And she is very, very knowledgeable in, oh gosh, so many, so many just aspects of um, the medical field, both holistic and um, in actually everything. I don't even know what to say about that. She just knows everything. She does. She really does. She's a a guru of many, 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 many traits. And we just want to get um, her take on everything that's going on because it's just absolutely crazy still out there. And I learned something new from Maria every uh, every time I talk to her, believe it or not. I also personal train uh, Maria, both uh, Val and I help her out. So Maria, why don't you tell us? Um, I think that's my goal stuff. in life is to teach the yeah. world something new every time I'm in their presence, whoever oh, it may sure be. Do. You every do time. I don't think I walk away from you without learning something. That's for sure. It's yeah. so true. You're amazing. I, I always tell my patients that when they come in, as I said, you, I promise that I will teach you something every time you're here because, you know, I, I can know all the information in the world, but how we really change the world is by having, you know, people be able to teach somebody else. And yes. I can't be the keeper of all the knowledge. That's just silly. Jared, <laughs> <laughs> I know we, we have to be very you're very giving. Yeah. So what we want you to do, Maria, is first just give everybody a little bit of information on yourself and your background, your profession and what you do and what you have to offer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, my name is Maria Crawford. I'm a nurse practitioner. I um, I got my first my BSN. So it's my bachelor's in uh, nursing science from the University of Arizona. Go Cats. Uh, in oh. 2004. And um, I've had this really a kind of eclectic journey through healthcare. Well, I think my whole life has really been a journey. But um, the I uh, for, I've always had a background in fitness and health and nutrition. And so I started out in nursing and I actually started out in a pediatric ICU. And I loved working with babies. And I'm an adrenaline junkie. Everyone will vouch for that. <laughs> so, Definitely is. I love the sickest of the sick. (laughs) Um, And then I was in a really bad rollover car accident um, back when the whole Firestone recalled tire thing was happening. And um, I ended up having to take a medical leave for about five months due to my injuries. And I, and I couldn't sit still. So I went back and got my master's in family practice. And at that time, I really thought I was going to try to incorporate sports medicine with my nursing career. And when I graduated, I actually ended up working in surgery and I worked in surgery for 10 years. I still do some work in surgery, Um, not as often, though, but first assisting for every subspecialty. So it was kind of awesome to really get to put the whole whole body system to work. Uh, But during this time, I also glutton for punishment, went back and got my acute care in gerontology. Um, So my second master's. 
And then I did a, a fellowship in functional medicine because I was really seeing patients. I was doing some medical weight loss stuff on the side and I was seeing patients get well to a point. And then they would tell me, they're like, Maria, I swear I'm eating 500 calories and I'm not losing weight. And I realized that there's something more going on and it's not Crazy. just calories in calories out. And I looked at genetics and I started going down the genetics rabbit hole and hormones. And then I really got, I, I found environmental medicine. And I, I truly believe that the root cause of most of our illnesses today are because of some type of environmental toxicity, whether it be mold, parasites, metals, um, let's just say even the roundup that we put in our foods are really our toxicity bucket will overload. And then we start to have these problems with weight loss inability. We have chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia. All of these are really just labels and not really root cause treating someone. And that's how EDGE, where I currently practice EDGE Integrative Wellness, really um, was birthed from. And uh, yeah, so I, that, that's our, our whole goal here is to treat root, root cause illness. And I'm uh, environmental, environmental toxicity is really my specialty and the area that I love to focus on that I'm super passionate about. Maria, you are, uh, the busy isn't even the word for it. <laughs> yeah. I, that is absolutely that kind of story. I'm, I was still stuck on, wait a minute, aren't you, shouldn't you still be recovering from the car? <laughs> and you're <laughs> well, like, I'm you tired, know, so I go back and I got this and I, you uh, go ahead. But just- truly, I was going to say true. Everything is from pain to purpose. So everybody has a story and even even in this whole environmental toxicity realm, that's really also another reason why I got in this field is because I not, the car accident wasn't enough. I had to get dengue fever uh, in 2011. And after that, my whole gut shut down and no one in the allopathic or quote unquote Western medicine world could figure me out for two years. I was going from doctor to doctor to doctor and, uh, and it just was like, well, it's not quite right, but you just have slow transit or, you know, and it just, no one was quite putting it all together. Yeah, yeah. And I, um, I found so many, so many issues within my own toxicities that needed to be addressed to really get me well. And so again, yeah, pain to purpose. I have to share this with other people so that they can get well when they get stuck and they don't have an advocate. Everyone needs an advocate in this world. And I feel like many medicine doctors do not have the time to sit with patients and you know I'm willing to sit and really listen to the story and be with you for an hour and look through you know all the little crevices and um so yeah that definitely yeah it couldn't just be the rollover (laughs) it's gotta be other things so you know and what I think is so extraordinary um just about you and your stories is You're right. We all have a story. We all have a journey and we choose to, you know, take these journeys and these stories and do something with them or not do something with them. So with everything that you have gone through, I just think that it's, it's just so wonderful and so empowering to so many people that you have really turned all these, you know, journeys and experiences that you had into something to educate people and help people get well you know, because so. you just said pain to purpose. You've yes. gone through the pain of all the physical pain of what's going on and you want to get deeper into it and yeah, help amazing. other people yeah. not experience that or get deeper into what they're going on. So that also leads me into the services that you guys have um, right now at Edge. Like, I mean, I 
and you do preventative, you do, you know, like you're talking about, people don't realize it could be mold. They don't realize it could be this, could be that. What do you feel like um, that you provide right now um, strength can strengthen, can be an, of assistance to someone's immune system? Right. Um, yeah. Definitely. yeah. And like what, and what is your take on the severity, you know, of this COVID-19 and what it's, how it's affecting people? Right. So yeah, COVID has been on the forefront of everybody's mind. Um, it, it can't not be. And uh, mo- many of my patients have, um, obviously, they got a lot of times into the situation because of their immune system being low and shut down. And so a strengthening them at this time is super important, but also educating the public about their their own immune systems and what we can do to help them through this process. And so we do a lot of IV therapy here um, at EDGE and even even has shown in research. And I know that a lot of the different uh, news companies have been reporting this, but IV vitamin C is very important to supporting the immune system. It's part of your phase two of your detox. Um, So removing things from your liver, your liver is your filter for your whole body. And vitamin C is one of the big adjuncts to help take those toxins away so they can actually be expelled out of the body. Um, There's a lot of functions as you know, it's a great antioxidant um, that can help with this and, and protect you, you know, when you do have the virus, um, viruses, oh my gosh, I want to come in again. <laughs> yeah. so viruses, bacteria, parasites, they love an unoxygenated body. And what using vitamin C does is it helps lower your lactic acid threshold, which makes you uh, very acidic. And so this makes you more alkaline, making an environment where the virus doesn't want to exist. And then it hyperoxygenates also further providing an environment where the virus or bacteria does not want to exist. So this is why vitamin C can be very, very helpful in this process. Um, We do a lot of like Bs and aminos, um, as well as IV ozone. And ozone, many people know, have heard of it, but don't quite know what it is. And it's uh, oxygen three. And um, again, hyperoxygenating the body. And it's a, it's a basically a disinfectant. So wherever surface, like you can even use it as a cleaning, um, A, to clean air or even to clean, um, you know, water in a bucket and clean surfaces with oxygen three. But you can also put this into someone's vein which you then can help um, you put O3 into the blood, which will help kill off any type of virus, bacteria, mold in the body. And oxygen three has been shown with research and COVID to, um, to lessen the viral load. So this is also a really great treatment adjunct that's available to us. It's um, pretty, pretty relatively inexpensive to be able to do. And um, that's another modality. We also do some peptide therapy, that will strengthen the immune system. And one of them is called Thymosa Alpha 1. And this is, they've even shown this with, uh, with COVID and uh, it lowering the viral load. So I, I do have a couple healthcare workers on it currently just because they're being chronically exposed in an ER setting. So uh, trying to maintain them as much as best we can. There are also some things we can do if someone is infected, like let's just say that they are and they have a lot of mucus secretions. One of the things is something called N-acetylcysteine or NAC. And um, that is your precursor to glutathione, lots of big words. But what that does is it will actually, it will thin out the mucus secretion so people can breathe easier. So this is something that I recommend even orally, but um, IV is really great if someone is really sick. So those are some things that we can offer. 
And then as far as like you were just mentioning, um, oral and um, IV, um, you were kind of explaining why, you know, IV does work good because it does go directly in the bloodstream. So can you just give a little bit of, of why the IV would be more powerful than something oral? Oh, absolutely. So let, let's, well, vitamin C particularly. So if you, so normally if someone has uh, an emergency packet, we all know those, they have a thousand milligrams of vitamin C or one gram. Well, in an IV, when we're doing an IV, we're doing, we start you out at 15 grams or 15,000 milligrams, and then we work you up to 30 grams. So if we were to do that using the gut, you would have diarrhea all day long and into the next day. Wow. It's, it, and that's the body's way saying too much. And it's, it's a water-soluble vitamin. And so one of the ways that you know you've reached your peak is diarrhea. So we totally bypass the gut and we're able to go right into the vein and give it to you that way. So we don't, you know, you don't end up with those really harsh side effects for such large doses. Gosh, that makes, that makes such a, that makes such a huge difference. And just so listeners also know, remember Maria had talked about being uh, the lactic acid and all that making you acidic and then bringing you. So what she's meaning in your, Talking about alkalinity, and that's where no, no disease can can grow or breed in an alkaline state. And that's what all of these procedures obviously take your body into an area where there's no room for disease to to flourish. So what is your take on just COVID-19 on its own and just the severity of what's happening globally with that pandemic right now? Oh, man. Um we well we here in the i mean globally i mean it's yeah the severity is is very high and we're you know um or even just local i mean we know how crazy it is globally but like local we are in for our local listeners this is around the world but we're in we live in pima county and maybe like educating us yeah yeah maybe educating us on what the situation is yeah absolutely so i um i get to get uh every day i get a disclosure from the different hospitals stating what our current arizona as a whole so arizona as a whole has 2575 cases and that was as of eight uh well eight o'clock last night, that's kind of when they cap it for the next day. And then we, and then um, in Pima County, which is the current county we live in, is 415 cases. Um, They, uh, within our our direct hospitals are kind of around this area, like St. Joe's has eight cases, St. Mary's has 14. um, And then TMC cases, I would, I think... I could tell you that too. Um, tw- oh, sorry. Uh, two currently in-house, but then they've had, I guess they've had 48 over the time that they've been checking. Um, I oh, And these are people diagnosed with, with it? Di- with di- yeah, diagnosis that are currently in hospital. And then deaths oh. within Arizona alone is 73 deaths within Arizona within Arizona. Wow. And these are all, are, are we knowing if these are old people, young people? Actually, you and I were training this morning. You said a 31 year old like walked in and died or something. Healthy. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, we were really, so I, I'll, I'll shed some, shed some light on this is that 
okay, within China, when, when they were doing all the statistics on the people that were, you know, getting really ill with this, with this virus, um, they were noting that the elderly, an elderly male um, was the highest population. And so then they thought, okay, all, all older adults are at risk. That's who our, is our at-risk population. But our demographics and even our genetics here in the U.S. are very different. And, and the things that we do or do our bodies here are very different. So one thing is that older males in China, many of them smoke. And so then coming across to the U.S., we have a lot. And then vaping is huge here. So they did find that there's what's called alpha trypsin 1 or um, there's an ACE inhibitor that's on the lungs that will actually uh, allow for more surface antigens for the virus to attach onto. So these patients were doing worse because of this. And we're seeing a younger trend in the U.S., so is it because the vaping that's a possibility this is this is all plausible it's not these are not um confirmed but the other part is that this is very much confirmed the biggest comorbidity here in the u.s is uh obesity and 40 percent of our population over the age of 20 is obese so we are going to have the highest death toll and you already saw we already saw this happen two two days ago one day ago that we have the highest death rate, um, but this is going to continue. And this is, they've broken it now in the U.S., we're more of a third. So a third of our population that's actually having bad issue is between the ages of um, 20 and 55. Wow. So, and, and wow. so is it because we're obese? Is it because we're vaping and smoking? Um, also hypertension, if you're on an ACE inhibitor, that can actually put you at higher risk. Um, obviously diabetes, type one, type two, and um, kidney, you know, people have renal disease and um, so forth. Those are higher risk populations as well. But I mean, the, the kind of obese and morbidly obese people are walking around, many of them are diabetic and don't even realize it. They, they are, they have hyperinsulinemia, which is seen before you're actually a true diabetic. So, you know, many doctors do people a disservice and they only look at someone's A1C and that's what the gold standard is for showing diabetes, but they could have insulin that's off the chart before they even had a higher raise in their A1C. So, you know, is this something that we're going to see? I think so, but it's like every day is a new day with this, with this virus. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like, you know, the, the tigers being positive in the zoo in the Bronx, that was, you know, that's a new thing for us. So now that raises a whole new slew of questions. How safe are our pets? So How right that. is their <laughs> transmission? And th- there, currently, they they see transmission from handler to pet, but not from pet to handler. Right. We were just talking about that. Yeah, Renee and we I. were just we actually. Just... Um, I was looking at a couple different articles that were. Um, we're gonna we'll go into this right now since that was just mentioned. But um, just I what, what was the what was the name of the the. Um, the name I gave you of the I didn't write it down. Oh, but it, it was it was an article that we were reading, uh, and it was from yeah. it was some pet some pet organization um, worldwide. Some yeah, pet that, organization. that supports uh, veterinarian clinics around the right. world, and it's a nonprofit. So their job was to 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 basically get in the now and know things that are currently happening with animals, et cetera, et cetera. So they were talking about 
um, as far as cats and dogs. And I don't know. I saw a couple. I looked up a couple different ones. But they were talking about as far as, like, pets go, there's two cats and two dogs um, that are confirmed cases. And who knows if they're confirmed, you know, actually. But in in Hong Kong and Brazil. Mm. So two dogs and two cats. So I don't... Can you explain, like, like as far as the animals go? Because we did hear that the humans... Or, I mean, animals aren't giving it to humans. But humans give it to animals, right? Yeah, that's that's what's being, that as of right now, that is the what's being um, disseminated or told to the public. Um, it's very unknown, I guess. Right. So. And this is, so this is a brand new finding. Um, yeah. And so I think as more is going to be revealed on that, in, in that area, um, you know, I had a thought like, when I first heard about it, about the tigers in the zoo, I was like, well, is there bat droppings or something within the tiger's cage? Is that where they got it? But then I was told that the handlers in the zoo were confirmed that they had it. So they're, con- they're considering oh, okay. it from the handler. And the dog's a very see. different situation. It's a, One's a Pomeranian, I believe, and one's a German shepherd. But, okay. um, you know, I don't, I don't know there you know and and what environments have those dogs been and then were they just at home were their handlers sick i yeah these are all the things that we're waiting to know more about okay yeah so all that stuff in a nutshell about you would we were because renee's gonna ask another question but with all the everything you had just talked about the statistics of this that not even the statistics but even in pima county where we live the number of people who are diagnosed you know where it's starting off you know could be people who are sick or have all these other the fact of the matter is my I we were gonna see it's obviously dangerous until am I saying until there becomes a vaccination in 18 months and I might even be saying that wrong not a vaccination a cure a, a whatever you call it like when you get the flu you go in and then you're taking Tamiflu whatever oh, it is to, to combat it so is this just something we need to be worried not worried but you know on our guard about until 18 months later after there's um uh, medicine for right right yeah and this is this so this is a scary area because um we don't know how this virus is going to behave and there was thought that this may decrease in the summer months because of the heat but we don't know how much heat actually kills the virus because there's plenty of hot areas that are are have a high number of people that are infected so does it really change for us in the summer may not currently like so arizona is supposed to hit its peak of um peak of its illness by the end of the month so roughly around the 25th or so of april we're supposed to hit our peak texas is a bit behind everybody they had a slow into it, but they appear just because of the precautions and things that have been taken or the lack of precautions that have been taken in Texas, that they're going to have a higher peak and it's not going to happen until about May 5th time. So now you're already into May, which is taking you into the summer. Does this really decrease? We don't know. But then let's say that we we let off on this uh, quarantining and so forth, and then people start to go out and about again. 
and now we start to see a higher rate in infection again, are we going to have a second coming because people start to let down their guard and they're not, they're not performing uh, as prudently with hand washing and distancing and all those kinds of things. Do I think that's going to have to happen for forever? No, but in the, I mean, in a vaccine will not be created for 18 months. I mean, that's about how, how long it takes a for research and B, to get something yeah. like safety control. So we should just stay in our house for a year and a half until the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's it. You know what? But this is a virus. This is a virus that, you know, we don't want to get any virus. And so, I, I mean, this is one that actually can be. Okay. So we can even talk about the, how it's trend, like how it's transmitted and, and how to kind of protect yourself with masks and things like that. Um, Oh, good. Our next question was about there masks. You go, there you go. <laughs> um, so, okay. So uh, like regular virus, like, like your regular flu um, is very much droplet and, um, you know, kind of a normal mask would just be even a paper mask and then obviously good hand washing and washing surfaces, uh, gloves that can keep you protected. Um, the difference here, what they're seeing with COVID is it's also aerosol. So aerosol means if you think about, uh, imagine if you were like dusting your house and then you look uh, and the and the sun is peering in through the blinds and you can kind of see this dust trail in the air. That's aerosol. Mm-hmm. All those fine particles that you see, that's aerosol. And so that can actually go in through your tear ducts. Um, yeah, Jeez. and that and that's what aerosol is. And so that's what true protection from COVID would be, would be having an N95, that's gold standard, because that mask does not, that allows the person to be able to breathe, but does not allow outside particle in. A paper mask does not protect you from that. But the N95s, because we have such a shortage, this is not a mask for everyday person. This is a person directly in the care of someone with COVID. And so if that is, you know, if we know that that's going on, then yes, this needs to be spared for healthcare workers that are having that one-on-one time with them. Um, the other would be like like a surgical masks with uh, those plastic shields for your eyes, um, because mm. that's protecting okay. really from you getting droplets into where you know, like your tear ducts and so forth. Um, and it, those are trying to really protect for healthcare workers as well. They're recommending, so the the CDC has recommended as of April 4th for us, for every lay public, to wear a mask. Um, this is a cloth mask, even um, so regular, I would say, like if you're going out and doing the lawn mowing, that kind of mask. Uh, this... This mask, though, you have to be careful when you're tying on these masks, because if you have gaping sides mm-hmm. in the mask, you're not you're doing yourself a disservice. So, so what's the difference with I went to TMC when my son when when he was sick, they gave uh-huh. us just those those cloth ones. They're, yep. they're literally in there it's sitting at the front where you check in at the ER. What's the, why are we to wear, why are they making us wear them if, if, if they don't do anything? So really what is, what the hope is, is that you, if you sneeze or when you're talking mm. that your spray, like, cause you okay. even have aerosol from when you talk, um, is not coming out. It's being guarded and it's kind of holding it w- within the mask. Okay. So, um, it's, 
it's not completely, it's not really protecting you from everybody else. Right. But it's from <laughs> you projecting your. Yeah. It's like you trying to everything. keep your secretions right. in yourself. It's, your secretions. It's so true, which is yeah. great. But so then, um, the, and the same thing with like bandana. So it's really how you put these things on. And, and I'll, and I'll tell you a total proper way of doing this because I have gone to the grocery store and I, okay, I, I am someone that was worked in the operating room for long, long periods of time. I'm very used to wearing a mask. It's like part of my, it's part of my makeup. Yes. <laughs> I'll just call it that. <laughs> um, so I don't need to touch my face. I don't need to move it or adjust it. Like I know how to perfectly put it on every time I put it on. Right. But if someone's not used to that, they may either have holes, but then it's, it's an, it's an annoyance to them. So they're going to try to move it and they're going to shift oh, it and they're going to pinch yeah. it. That's me. And so then I see these people in the grocery store when they, they first walk in, they've got their mask on, they've got their gloves on. And by three quarters of the trip through the <laughs> mask is no kidding around their mouth. Their nose <laughs> is completely out. They still oh, have their God. gloves on but you know that they've touched all the things in the store exactly. and, they, and so they've contaminated the outside of the mask. So <laughs> that now, if you bring that mask into your car, you've now whatever contamination you had on your hands is now in right. your car because right. you left the mask there. And then if you wear it again, instead of, because this is a one-time use only. <laughs> and, if it's a, and if it's a bandana situation, you should be taking that bandana off and putting it right in your laundry. Oh my God. Well, I went into a convenience store. I don't think anybody's and doing that. There was a man with gloves on. And, um, you know, Lon and I, my fiance, we were like, you know, looking at this man, have take, you know, had the gloves on, took our money, picked up something else. And the next thing I know, he's itching his face. Yeah. No, <laughs> with these gloves on. No, I'm like, we're all going to keep spreading it. Look at me. I have no, no hope for this nation. <laughs> I know. So um, we work. have one more question for it's you, just... Maria. We don't want to keep no, you too long. Yeah. No. Um, so the last question here is, do you believe that we're doing everything we can in the U.S. to, to, to prevent the spread of this virus? No. Um, this is, and this is why I say that. I see this in a couple couple reasons why. So every state is different. We are not unified in how we are telling each state to behave. Nice. I so. Like that. In Arizona, we finally have um, beauty salons and nails and hair finally shut down as of what, I don't know, five days ago. Yeah, um, but other discovered. states still have them open. Some people are still allowed to go to church. Mm. I, I am not against going to church, but what I'm saying is that you can watch that via Zoom. And we yeah. do not need to be congregating in buildings where we've watched a, a church choir get together 60 of them and then 49 of them came out positive after oh one gosh. practice session. So what? I I feel like we need to unify as a country of what are the rules. Every government in Alabama, they are not abiding. They believe they're staying open. I mean all of their shops are still open. They are not they don't believe that they need to be under financial distress like the rest of the world. 
So, um, and that's per their governor. I believe that every, we should have a unified decision about this is how we quarantine and this is how we get better. And I, and I don't, I mean, I, I care about the economy and I care. I mean, we're all under financial distress right now. I get that. But unless we have some unified, um, idea and 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 rules that are given out to everybody this is how you behave and conduct your businesses then it's it, people are going to uh define them for themselves if it's not I feel clear like the rules no you're absolutely right i feel like the rules i won't even word this correctly are it's kind of shady because you there's so much circulating around social media you hear different information i've heard that you know the president can't you know, command or make everyone stay inside or something about it has to be only by the military. Like, oh, and if you can do that, it's I've heard socialism being thrown out there, just all these different terms. And so, I mean, just personally, I have no idea what's what's legal or not legal or the other the other problem and scary things is that now you're sending healthcare workers into war with no guns and nothing to protect Mm -hmm. themselves. So they, you know, don't have enough personal protective equipment. They do not even have enough drugs to keep these patients that are intubated and, you know, fighting for their lives. They don't have enough um, antibiotics. Some of the antibiotics that we're giving, no kidding, 85% of them are made in either China or Lambora, Mm -hmm. Lombardy, Italy. So, and we all know how Italy is doing right now. And we're not taking imports from China. So, you know, how we're not, we're all, our drugs are really, really, the stockpile is getting very low. And we're, I mean, we're, we're sending our healthcare workers in with no tools and there's gotta be a better way. So that's going to really um, not allow, I mean, healthcare workers, if they can't protect themselves, they're the ones going to be getting sick. They're also going to be the ones taking care of their sick partners because you don't let another healthcare worker um, not, not have the same care as you would, you know, you would give your mother. So you're, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to protect them as well as your patients. And it's, um, yeah, there's a, some just jointedness going on in this um, whole system that That's needs to be corrected. Term. That's a great term because you guys are putting yourselves out there. They're putting themselves out there and yeah. even with protective gear because that's their hearts that's how even the even the i heard this statistic um a couple days ago on um um oh gosh i'll think of his name in just one second um anyways his uh his podcast and they were talking about new york and 30 percent of the police department in new york is positive for covid 30%. So you can imagine 30% of their whole force is down. That's insane. And, and these are people that are trying to go out and, you know, enforce these rules and be there for people who are having emergencies. And it doesn't say, you know, I don't even know what that means for their um, fire department and paramedics and so forth that are, you know, going into these people's homes and, and extracting them and bringing them to the hospital. Oh, I mean, what was the cons- well, sorry to interrupt you, Maria. What was, no, the consensus, no. what was the consensus that you and I came to this morning talking about New York? I think I had asked why on God's green earth do they have so many? Oh, uh, well, you know, really JFK is a hub and well, New York city is a huge hub for business and it's a, it's a, it's a major point a for, you know, Chinese travel back and forth. And, but yet, I mean, just as a, as a hub and then, when you 
the population of New York is in is very very large, and so you know people there, there's no social distancing on a subway. No, you're you're shoulder to shoulder and you're locked inside those tubes. And for how yeah. many hours? I don't think you know, there's social distancing yeah. anywhere. Yeah, I remember you York, stick actually. your arm out. You walk outside, stick your arm out. You hit four people. Not like yeah, and you'll hit anybody for a mile. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's. Maria, this was so awesome. And thank you so much for just all this information. We are so excited to have you on and just, um, I don't know, just have so much, you know, admiration and you inspire, you inspire a lot of us. And I just, we hope that, um, well, I guess what we want to do is, can you tell everyone where um, they can reach you and get in touch with you? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say one little caveat too. Um, If anybody a is nervous that they have had COVID or their family member or they, and they, and they want to make sure um, I, there was a new test that came out by vibrant America. It came out uh, a couple days ago, but um, all completely approved um, in in every sense of the word. Um, They they are cap accredited and CLIA accredited. So a very good lab to be working with, but they are the first to have antibody testing. So we can look at if you have currently, if you have a current infection, which is IgG positive, okay. or if you've had, sorry, I, I, let me retrain that. That is IgM and IgA positive. And then you go into what's called IgG positive. So as the IgM and the IgA drop, now your IgG will come up and that will be a, a, past infection and now we're going to assume we're assuming right now that those patients would then now be immune we don't completely know the the level of immunity with it how long it lasts obviously time will tell with that but it allows us to this is this is a really great test because this allows like if a healthcare worker let's just say they've had it and now their acute markers are down and just the immunity markers are there then they could go back into the workforce and be you know right feel very confident. Right. And they can be back. And so, um, great test that's being offered. It's a, it is a blood test. Um, we do offer it in-house. So if anybody's curious, they can reach out to us. We, um, so edge integrative wellness, we are at 2900 North Swan road in Plaza Palomino. We are suite 102. Uh, you can also reach us out on, um, edge integrative wellness on Facebook and Instagram. And um, trying to and think we what are, else. We are also going to, from the next, for the next, while this is going on, these podcasts, we're going to also, you know, give a shout out to you. Um, just if people, ha- you know, want, uh, you know, want to build their immunity and, mm-hmm. you know, have more questions. You know, exactly. Right? And have more questions. But especially, I think everybody should, you know, come and come and see and come and see you and just mm-hmm. come and you know I really love the, the whole idea of the vitamin C injections and the o, the ozone just all of that all of that it just seems so much more um yeah we 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 have a lot of a lot of tools to be to be able to help people at this time is we also have hyperbaric which is very helpful so hyper hyperbaric oxygen therapy and that's something a whole nother thing we could go into at a later date but uh we have a lot of as we call toys that you can come and see and uh, check out ways that we can, we can help your immune system as well as other, uh, other parts of your health, whether it be your lymphatics or um, pain issues, joint issues, things like that. We have a lot of regenerative medicine. So 
Yeah. Tendonitis in the elbow. <laughs> Speaking of, it's gone. So you helped me with um, some tendonitis in my elbow too, and it's completely gone now. So yes, you did. Absolutely. And can you also give your email address, Maria? Yeah, absolutely. You want to spell it out. So, so those of you that want to come make an appointment or come and see her or have questions, you can also email. Yeah, you can email me at Maria, and that's at edgeintegrativewellness.com. Perfect. Gosh, Maria, thank you so much again for your yeah, time and for coming you. on and just uh, giving us some reassurance with this whole thing, but m- mainly just educating most people on what it is and, and locally what's going on for us here in, in Tucson and Pima County. Yeah, yeah. We, we appreciate you so much. And um, Oh, lastly, lastly, I yes. will tell you this about COVID. On Sunday nights at five o'clock uh, Mountain Standard Time, I do do a COVID talk. It's everything COVID question and answers uh, for the for the week prior. So I am very prudent about trying to find the most um uh, the newest, everything that's coming out research-based, it's not hearsay. It's not the next meme. Um, all is, wow. uh, you know, valid information. So if you're interested, get on edge integrative wellness on Facebook and Facebook. you can join our zoom meeting and ask me any question that you want. And I will get you the best answer possible. Okay. Awesome. That's awesome. So we will, we okay. will, um, when we post the podcast, we will put that information along with, you know, what you just told us where we can watch that so that's yes. awesome all right thank you again maria edge integrative wellness with maria crawford and um renee and i our email address is health first h-e-a-l-t-h-f is in frank i-r-s-t 1205 at gmail.com and that is it for this this edition with uh, maria crawford so thank you again maria yes. you're so welcome thanks ladies have a great right. day thank be you. safe be well hands, people Bye. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to the Renee and Val Show. To contact Renee, you can find her on Facebook at Own Your Life by Renee Patterson. Let's make it an amazing day.